listening to WPPN, Bespin's All Talk Radio. The time is five past the hour. Our top news story, Baron Administrator Lando Calrissian, says the Ugnaught Union labor strike is no closer to being resolved. The Ugnaughts continue to fight for higher wages and lower urinals. Mr. Calrissian commented, quote, this deal keeps getting worse all the time. Turning to weather, today will be mostly cloudy and the forecast for the week is mostly cloudy. You're listening to WPPN. The time is six past the hour. We now return you to Bespin's favorite talk show, The Nerd Herders. All right, after a long hiatus, boys are back in town. That's right. Uh, the Nerd Herders are back and recording again. I'd like to welcome the guys to the show. Tonight, we have myself, we have Ian, Justin, Matt, and Dave all back again, looking to kind of figure out what what we've been up to, talk a little bit about what uh, peaks our geek. Welcome back to the show, Ian. How's your evening going so far? <laughs> I was going great until you said peaks are geek. That's that weird me out. <laughs> um, a little my geek is peaked. Yeah, I see? believe. Uh, turn your camera off. I believe that was part of our original show description. <laughs> oh, Dave must have written that. That sounds like a Dave <laughs> thing. Yeah, I like the word peak. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's correctly. how that's no. how our show was described. If wow. I look at yeah. Uh, who are the Nerd Herders? Ian, Matt, Dave, Justin, and Andrew host a podcast about all things geeky. Comics, movies, books, miniature wargaming, RPGs, board games, video games. Anything that peaks our geek is fair game. Literally how the show was one time. Wow. Yep. I may have is written that. Is that lip, lip sync or whatever? Uh, it's actually, that's our old, from our old page, our old webpage. So I, I was able to capture it somehow and I've got it on our new one, uh, but I haven't done anything with it. Uh, still got our 8-bit character <laughs> images too. So it'll be interesting to see like, cause there, there will be pay- people that come back, listeners that come back that have been with us probably since way back towards the beginning, but hopefully we grow and there's a whole bunch of new listeners that'll have no idea what we're talking about, but we started a long time ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2012, I think. Wow. Some of the stuff in, uh, again, just trying to clean it up, get us going again. Some of the stuff in there was from back in 2012. Yeah, You were very excited. There was one episode in there where you interviewed someone, I think, from Double Midnight about the new 52. Oh, uh, yeah. Brad oh, wow. Midnight. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. very excited to be back. It's still technically January 2024. We're starting off the year fresh. Uh, we were hoping to, with this first show back, to talk a little bit about kind of what our 2023 was like, and then a little bit about what we're looking for kind of going forward into 2024 related to kind of all things uh geeky um and i I think that'll be the theme of our show as we kind of go forward we'll find a a particular topic to kind of really just keep it fresh and moving along but really keep it open as well so more of a discussion amongst kind of five nerdy friends and hopefully that kind of interests uh listeners out there as well and you'll you'll join in and listen to the show at times well, and I think they'd be interested. Our, our goal, right, as a group, just to to say it is is to record once a month, right? Is that what we're trying to do, so that they know what to look forward to? Or for new listeners, that's Dave. <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> that's true. We should probably, at some point, let everybody hear who each of us is, so they understand. Uh, I guess is confused. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start. I'm Dave, and uh, I think I. I think I probably span, I think all of us span pretty much, but I, 
I like the miniatures. I like role playing. I do love the PC games. I probably am the least comic-y, I think, of all of us. I don't I don't do a ton of comics. Um, but I like to paint, airbrush, hear me talk about that stuff. So that's kind of that's what peaks my geek, Andy. Nice, nice. And Ian, it's what peaks my geek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about you? I think this is a good idea. I like these intros. Uh yeah, I'm definitely more on the comic side then dave uh andy still got me beat on that I, I try and focus on uh collecting runs i've completed a run of the original marvel conan working on spectacular spider-man at this point uh also love role-playing games miniatures games video games regular books movies tv all the stuff that pretty much everything we talk about is is all the reason we talk about it is because we like it and i'm right there for all of it matt how about you um i'm matt i like all the things ian said except not that much into comics justin uh i'm justin i'm i like everything everyone else has said as well except i never ever ever read comics last comic i read was probably two years ago but i focus i suppose my primary interest is computers and just to bring it back around this is andy (laughs) i enjoy uh tabletop rpgs miniatures comics uh, do enjoy uh, painting miniatures every once in a while little 3d printing here and there but yeah all things kind of geek gets me peak tonight what we wanted to do is like i said talk a little bit about kind of what what we've been doing um especially in 2023 and then what we're looking forward to kind of moving forward into 2024 so i was again you know just trying to keep it kind of out there and going wanted to start off kind of saying like what's the kind of the one big thing from 2023 that we kind of had the most fun doing sometimes this is things that are a little more recent because it we kind of remember it but i was going to kind of go around i'll start just to make it easier so what i had a lot of fun with in 2023 and it's something i'm actually proud of is i was able to Although we didn't start in 2023, I was able to run and complete a D&D adventure with most of the nerd herders. It's probably the first time in a long time that I've actually gotten through a campaign. I love tabletop role-playing games, and that's so it was super exciting for me. And there was a, a it's a lot of fun for me to kind of, even though I was using a published adventure, to kind of go through and kind of tweak it a little bit, make it my own. It's it's probably kind of out of the geeky things. The thing that brings me the most excitement is some of like the tabletop RPG stuff. So for me, kind of being able to kind of do that campaign and get through it was really kind of one of my favorite things of 2023. What was the name of the campaign? The book? So that was uh, Dragons of Ice Spire Peak. Yeah, so it was designed as one of Dungeons and Dragons kind of intro dungeons. It basically was the replacement of Lost Minds of Fandelver, designed to take characters from basically one to six. And while it is kind of an intro adventure and it's it can be a little a little railroady, it it definitely has kind of that pear shape where you start with just kind of one or two choices, then it kind of goes out a little bit, and then it comes kind of back to the end, kind of for the. Uh, the end step and then it it allowed dave to have one of his moments i think too of 2023 but i'll let him <laughs> mention that um, i killed a dragon yeah i wait <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah, chopped his head off. But I, I hadn't realized that was like a really funny moment. Well, not funny, but like exciting moment. Dave just kind of screams out like he's like, I've never killed a dragon before. And <laughs> it was one of those kind of moments at the table that made me as the, the DM very excited because I had no idea. And that was a lot of fun because I, I got to I got to use some of the train I've I've built and and bought over the years. I got to print every time like a there was a a monster that we I didn't own. I was able to kind of find one and 3D print it and then paint it. So it really to me was a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to hopefully sometime in 2024 running something else as well or even just getting back into D&D. I've got so much D&D related stuff. I'm pretty excited about it. But yeah, that was my 2023. Um, I would like to talk about the D&D. Yeah, yeah, go, go. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, it was it was great to have. I, I think what I really enjoyed was the, uh, there were a couple aspects that I really liked. One that was that we kind of, when we got toward the finish line, we just kind of kept going. And that helped us have some focus and also really remember what had come before. Because I think Andy mentioned that we didn't even start in 2023. And I had a real hard time remembering it was so long ago but between those earlier sessions. So by keeping it more focused, and um, having the sessions a lot closer together, it really allowed us, I think, to invest more in the story. It definitely did for me. I got to play a uh, a cleric, which I had not played before. And I, I leaned into um, the, uh, for those that don't know, one of the things that I really enjoy that I did not mention previously is music. And my favorite artist is uh, Ronnie James Dio from Black Sabbath and Rainbow and, of course, Dio. And I got to play Cyric Stargazer, a whose deity was Dio. And Andy definitely uh, threw me some bones with some of the things that happened to, uh, including one point me jumping into the water, being a holy diver and uh, punching some sharks in the face. And <laughs> so it was a, uh, it was a very fun campaign. And I actually really liked, no offense to Matt or anybody else that didn't play. I kind of liked that it was only three of us for the most part. Yeah. That, I, I think having Matt there would have been fun too. Uh, he he's added for Jonas. one. Yeah, he's added for one. I think four is a really sweet spot uh, for for D and D. Three at times. There were times I had to kind of work the work the monsters and stuff. Make sure that you know there was enough of you and enough of them. You mean um, four players or or four PCs? PCs players. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't come myself as the GM as a kind of a player, gotcha. like uh, especially when it comes to game balance, but I'm glad you had fun with it. I I did too. Well, that's like the traditional D D party t- thing too, right? It's like you know, I think four has always been the magic, right? It's a rogue fighter wizard cleric kind of thing. So yeah, it, and and four, like if you look at encounter building and stuff, um, that's what it usually defaults to. The math works out better with with four. The action economy works with four. So, but yeah, I, that was a again every every especially towards the end, like you said, Ian, when we were kind of pushing session after session, that was a lot of fun for me to kind of prep for too. Because I, I do, I actually have a lot of fun prepping for sessions. One of my kind of favorite things to listen to is a podcaster out there. Sly Flourish, who does the Lazy DMs podcast, uh, his real name's Mike Shea, but he's got this whole thing about he he doesn't like to over prep, so he kind of has a process to it, so he can he can prep and get ready without without spending too much time on it, and he seems to have fun doing it that way, and I was too. 
Nice. Yeah, no, it was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed yeah. it. So Ian, what about you? Uh, your memory from 2023? Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with D&D, which I'm glad that you talked about because I would have wanted to, to talk about that. One of the things that I really enjoyed that was new to me last year, even though it had been out for a little while, and I didn't get to play it a ton, but I did paint a lot, was the Judge Dread Miniatures games uh, game from Warlord Games. Played played a handful of games. I even brought some minis to Adepticon last year and played a little bit. And I've played with Andy. I played with Dave. We played. Yep, Justin and I played. That's right. So uh, I really, I really like the rule set. I think it's got a fun couple of um, little little t- tweaks and quirks and kinks that are kind of interesting. Maybe kinks not the right word, but um, <laughs> there's uh, there's definitely some neat mechanics to it that I really enjoy, including um, there's like a mechanic where you draw out of a bag for tokens for which uh, miniature is going to activate. And then for certain higher level miniatures, you could choose to put that token back in the bag, kind of a push your luck mechanic. There are penalties. You have to make a roll for it. So that's kind of a, that's a fun little thing. And it, it captures the world of judge dread really well. And I, I hear somebody waiting to talk. Let me just get one more thing. in. <laughs> um, I think the minis are really good and they paint up really fast with contrast paint. So I'm a big fan of the game. I was just going to say as a plus for that game, squad size is kind of low. Oh yeah, especially if you're using judges, you you may only have like three of the judges, and you might be taking on either um, like a bunch of gangers, or there are some actual named villains from the comics that have some cool minis and um and rules, uh, and it's got its own different dice, and I'm always a sucker for unique dice to a game, so I really like that one. Yeah, and I got to play a, the Psyker, which reminded me of the new Judge Dread movie because she's got some psychic powers. I think. yeah, Judge but- Anderson. Yeah, I don't remember. It's funny because I don't remember a lot about the game mechanics because it's been a long time, but I do remember having a lot of fun. I think you said it, it like captures the world. Like you actually feel like you're you're playing a judge, <laughs> which was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, and the ba- balance wise, it's nice because you can have just a handful of judges against like a whole gang or things like that. And it, it balances very nicely because the judges are badass as they should be, so... Yeah, I think our game was I had three judges and you had like 10 street punks or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty fun. No, no, I, I think it's a very clean rule set. Again, the, the the minis aren't, you know, like the greatest you've ever seen, but I think they're very nice for what you get. And like I said, they, you know, some contrast paint. Perfect. I, I was real happy and I had fun painting them. That was one of the, the things too, that even though I didn't play a ton of games, I did paint pretty much all the minis. I have, I have like maybe 15 gangers and seven or eight of the named villains, and then probably 12 to 15 different judges all painted up. There's actually, I, I looked, there's a couple of companies out there that do 3D models for that are very similar to some of the Dread stuff. I think we figured out at, at Adepticon, was it last year, where if you're going to buy Judge Dread, buy it off Amazon? Yeah, it was. That was That's the only the only thing. I do think that the starter set's a little a little high at 100 bucks. Because you do get a big full color rule book, which is a very nice rule book. And you get, I think you get two judges and a bunch of gangers and, and the dice and everything. So it's not crazy, but I think, I think, uh, I think it was Amazon that I got it for and it was like 60. So that was a, that's a no brainer at that price. And I mean, it's, it's produced in the UK. So if you pick it up over there, it's quite cheap. Yep. Yep. I that's like cool. it. Yeah. Dread was fun. Yeah. Cause I got to play one. Uh, with you too as well Ian. so yeah i had a i had a good time with it yeah, and that's one that i i'll keep painting and buying the minis and you know if we've got a night where there's a couple of us or 
or we're breaking off into different individual games i can i can bring that and have enough for everybody oh i guess rumble slam started in 22 but we played a lot of it in 23 yeah that was another one that i thought was a lot of fun that's a great game yeah that was another one i went in i think i went in on heavy too so but that was fun to have that stino what about you what was your kind of 2023 memory so it's probably because I've been playing the hell out of it. And I think everybody except for Matt has played it and I'll keep it spoiler free. And our listeners, whoever's hearing this probably already knows about it, but Baldur's gate three is phenomenal. Did you finish it? No. So I am a couple hours into act. There's three acts. I'm a couple hours into act three, but I already have 144 hours into it. Just split between the first two acts. So there's a lot there. And I like Andy, we're the same. We're in, like I like to explore every crevice, open every chest, every bookshelf, every rotten basket. Let's, and let's just keep it PG thirteen, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my problem, though, Stino. Is like <laughs> I I do so much of that, like that my story goes nowhere, and I have no idea like what's happening. That's what you're doing with me. With uh, what was that? I can't. The dra- the game of the Dragonborn, Elder Scrolls. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I powered up so high and and finished the game, and I had only explored a third of the map because I went and looked at every single thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the game is just—I mean, there's so much there, and I mean it's a Dungeons Dragons game, so there's lots of lore, and you know you can read books and you get learn all these stories, and there's just—it's it, just so varied. One of the biggest things is so varied from player to player. Like all the PCs are super horny. Yeah, <laughs> like I've Ian's been telling. Oh, yeah been telling me about it greg's told me about his playthrough i've been watching streamers play it and everybody's playthrough is different and it's amazing yeah, I, I did finish it and um i played the dark seed which yeah. for those who are interested is uh <laughs> so so because this is my spoiler when you pick you, you can pick to create your own character which i i did that for my second playthrough which i i'm in the middle of but the or you can play a voiced character, or you can play this thing called the Dark Seed, which is you get to kind of pick their look, but they have a different story. And so I was like, oh, I want to try that. And I think it's quite a bit different than everybody else's, but it was, to your point, that that game to me was everything that I, that I wish that a, a role-playing game could be, but can't be, right? Because that game... Like every decision you make, the God you choose, the, the, the stuff you pick up, like the game knows, and it either rewards you or punishes you later, either through like mechanics or storytelling or, you know, like it, it was really good and it had a ton of depth and the, whoever authored that, like they, they must have like a web on the wall of all the different ways <laughs> things connect. <laughs> it's funny that you, yeah, the, everything matters because I'm playing a paladin and I accidentally became an oathbreaker. <laughs> because um, I, I was trying to help someone. I won't spoil anything, but I was, thought I was doing the right thing. And it turns out, oh no, you've you've now lost your connection to your deity. So I had to, that actually opened up a new thing for me where I had to go and actually earn my my paladin's oath back. So super detailed. I, I, I jokingly put on Facebook today that, you know, I'm not telling anyone how many hours I've played today, but it's less than 25 for sure <laughs> because it, I, I've I've played a lot this weekend, but I'm still in Act One, and I'm still I'm doing the same thing. I want to find every little thing. There's a reason why it's the uh, won the Game Awards and why it's the Steam top 
game by revenue. It's made so much money for that studio, and I'm very happy about that too. Yeah, they um, did the yeah. Divinity games, which I thought yes, were phenomenal. So really you take yep. Divinity, um, those games by Larian Studios, fantastic two games, and you throw in Baldur's Gate, which is probably my all-time favorite PC game, and you mush those together, and it was it was a no-brainer. But I was waiting for console, so so I'm just now catching up. The fact that it rolled like you got to see the die rolls and stuff too, and you'd be yeah. like, oh, oh, I rolled a one. <laughs> Even that just die roll mechanic was was super neat. What's really funny though is like playing that and then playing D and D at the table. It's this weird experience because like <laughs> that game just puts all of your kind of bonuses in there. Like you don't have to do any any thinking. You just kind of do stuff. Yeah, but it's no a, math. <laughs> yeah, but it's also one of those games too where it's funny. It's, you know, you're talking about talking to Greg and those guys. Like, like that's one where like a lot of people mid max it. And I'm just like my my guy's an, my guy's an idiot bard like just walking around like he is he like I barely have enough spells to keep my party alive I I get wiped out all the time like like in in fights that probably I should be winning pretty easily I'm like well I'm restarting here again like because yeah I get killed constantly. Yeah. I, I think another good example of that, though, because I, I don't play to min-max, but I want my character to do well and have fun. And uh, <laughs> It's just important that my character has a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want yeah. him to like feel like he's accomplishing things. But I, I can, And I, I can't even remember what it was, but I had a, I had a uh, barbarian, and I kept like, I kept doing these things, and it kept like either, I, I think it was either exhausting me or... I just noticed like all of a sudden something was off and I'm like, what have I done to like wreck my character? But the game doesn't tell you, it's not like, Hey, you've done this thing. And so you kind of have to dig in anyway. It turned out that I, I, I was super excited and like saved up and bought this really amazing armor that I thought was going to be awesome, but I neglected to notice that it was heavy and I couldn't wear <laughs> heavy armor. And so it was like messing up all my combat. And then I was like, dang it. And so I had to, I had to re-equip them, but yeah, I did that with like a pair of boots that I gave to somebody and then they couldn't cast something. And I was like, what is, what is wrong? And then I went and finally I, it said, uh, can't, can't cast this while wearing medium armor. And I was like, oh, I've been playing D and D forever. And I know a wizard can wear medium armor. What am I doing? Well, yeah, that was another one of those games where it gave you like some clue how to play, but it also didn't mind not telling you at all how to play. Yeah, it's like, go ahead, put those boots on, wizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens, you idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was definitely a fun game. I, I could go back to it, but when we get into 2024, talking about kind of resolutions and stuff, um, part of mine is to kind of focus a little bit more on some of the other hobbies besides some of my video games, because I was I was wasting a lot of time on <laughs> on games last year and i got a lot of other things i want to do but that's cool justin yeah that i think that was a fun experience for for most of us matt what about you your memory from 2023 i played a lot of minis games in 2023 all of them i think yeah well just i mean just even playing like age of sigmar and 40k and and not too many board games like we did play some really good board games like arc nova this year but I went on the Geek Nation Tours Miniatures and Nottingham Tour. You know, visit Warlord Games and Games Workshop and, and all all kinds of different um, game companies. And we went to a bunch of museums. 
out there, like the Imperial War Museum. And it was, uh, you know, we had to see uh, the Churchill's bunker there. So just a really good, you know, once in a lifetime trip. And our buddy Dan, friend of the show, friend in real life, went with us or went on the tour as well. Yeah, and you get to, I mean, hang out with some some big names in the game design hobby as well, which I, I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody over there kind of at one point worked for Games Workshop and one <laughs> everyone in Britain, Warlord yeah. and well, Warlord and, and all the, and all those other companies. So in you know in uh, Mantic. So when we visited those places, we got to see those guys there. And actually, there's a, a really old bar uh, in Nottingham that you know they all came to one night when we were there. So it was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a very memorable trip, um, you know, getting to go to Warhammer World and going through the the museum they have there. I would recommend if he ever does it again that people go. Yeah, that tank, that tank museum where you got oh, to it was see incredible live tanks. Yeah, that was kind of neat. Yeah, the the Bovington Tank Museum where they did demonstrations and and we're driving them all over. And uh, you know, we also got to go to like Michael and Alan Perry's house and play games with them and check out their stuff, uh, which <laughs> there. GW sculptors, so but they mainly do historical stuff now, and it's good. There were some guns lying around, weren't there? That was at uh, John Stollard's house, who used to be like very high up at Games Workshop. But yes, in his game room, there's just a bunch of guns. But the thing about the UK is you can have them; they just don't fire. And his his thing is like, well, I don't want to shoot them; I just like collecting them. Unlike over here, where it's like I need to shoot my guns. You know, that's pretty cool. All right, we'll round it out with Mister Far. Uh, Warhammer 10th edition was released what in June? That sounds right. May? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, June sounds about right. And I, I've always loved 40K. That's what pulled me into kind of all this geeky hobby stuff way back in the day, going to, uh, well, Joel, Joel Carlson and uh, Ken Pittman and I playing in college. And then when I, then when I got out of college, I'd go to the Daka Daka store in Manchester and played 40K. So there was a period of time for a couple months anyway, that I was really excited because all of us were excited about 40K. So we were all playing and it was fun to like bring out some of the models. And I think I painted a bunch more stuff. And so I really liked, uh, or, or do like actually still the, the new 40 K edition. I think they did a really nice job. They've kind of streamlined it and made it easy. You know, I've, I've been watching, uh, I don't know if you guys saw like the, the new Kroot army that came out. So they're, they're trying to release some yeah. fun and interesting things. I know it fell off of a harsh and sudden cliff with a FAQ that came out, but, uh, I'm hoping at some point it gets a little bit of playtime again because i i just was looking through my ig army again actually i was packing it up because it was sitting out because i was working on it i was like well i better pack this up for now <laughs> but i really enjoyed playing 40k for for a while i thought that was kind of fun to learn a new game and use all the you know because it's got the the mission cards were kind of easy and fun and we all have different armies right so like playing yeah. against gene stealers and necrons and orcs and ian you have another army what's your other army it was white scars white scars and Matt, I know Matt has I don't know, a handful of stuff anyway, but Ian, do you still have thousand sons too? I have them. They are on the chopping block just because, um, <laughs> I, I like them. And honestly, it's, it's out of everything I've ever painted. It's my scheme that I have for them is one of my favorite things I've ever, I've ever done. I have my, um, the, um, the rank and file are kind of the armor is bronze and then the highlights are a um like on the shoulder pads and stuff are like a like a pearl blue i really really like the scheme 
painting them is an enormous pain <laughs> because of all the ornate detail on their armor. So I think I only ever completed one full <laughs> unit, uh, maybe two of the um, the rank and file troops. They're a little tough to play too. So I think they're a little bit more of a nuanced army and I'm not bright enough to to handle those ones. I need to just kind of have, you know, a couple things that that I know I'm supposed to do well and, and try and do that. So they're, they've always been my third. I just feel like I won't play them a ton going forward. So I do still have them, but I think I, I think I may get rid of them. But the thing with 40K is that it never goes away for us. There might be times when we don't play as often. And, and I had a ton of fun when the new edition came out. And then when they started to nerf the rules and it was just stuff that I was like, eh. And, and White Scars now, they have like a one page thing that, it, you know, instead of a, a mini codex from last time. So, or the time before, actually. I, so, I don't know. I think if we had pushed 40K, like I had pushed D&D towards the end there, it, it probably would have gone a little better. It's just the tough thing about that is, right? Like it's, we like we like hanging out as a group and that's tougher because that's generally just going to be 1v1 right like yeah yeah you can do other things but i think that's what happens a lot with that too is there does you do have to play it a couple times in a row because it is it's a it's a complicated game but man i did get back in i had fun kind of doing some of the orc stuff um You're i was buying that. 3d prints for orcs orcs codex is up next i think I know, and I'll buy After it. Tau. After Tau. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy it, yeah. but yeah, it's one of those ones. I, I do think the, the rule set is a little more elegant than it was in ninth, and so I think there's a there's a lot of benefit to that, but again, I think it suffers sometimes from, you know, there's a lot of other games we'd like to do, and it's that kind of divides us up a little bit, too. It's a commitment, too, because we were playing 1,000-point games, which, which I thought were good length-wise, but as soon as you get up to 1,500, 2,000, those games are long. And if we're oh, playing yeah. on a on a weeknight, that's I'm old now. That's that's tough. <laughs> now you play more. I think they're long for us. I'm Is that what you were gonna say? They're long for us. Yeah, you play more and they get quicker. I can knock out a 40k game in two hours, two thousand points. Yeah, I'm when, pretty when, quick mean, with it. When me and the other person know what know th- th- we're doing. <laughs> when it's a non-nerd herder, that's what he's saying. No, <laughs> no, no, no I'm just saying these are hurtful. these are what I'm saying is these are people that play 40k every week. Right. Yes, so and, it's and fresh in their mind. Eighth edition, yeah. I got to that point. I played I played more games in eighth than yeah, played that any of the other editions combined. And I knew I knew my codex in and out, and I knew the rules really well. So I absolutely get what you're saying because yeah, back for that one and we could play a, a pretty good size, especially I remember playing some with you and I that were that were pretty quick, mostly because you probably tabled me, but whatever. <laughs> well, and you played that that I think that's the last. 40k tournament you played was in the eighth edition because we played that we the played in a one team played together DACA, but then we also play at uh DACA, DACA, wow. holy shit uh <laughs> midgard. midgard and and then you also played in a singles tournament that i played in as well i did yeah i remember you wow. right. facing the you faced that kid that had the huge towels oh that's right world. that's right like, that's gonna, all you just killed all the drones and he's like well i did my dis- i played necrons yeah i played necrons <laughs> and, and his his giant thing was gone by turn two so because of my destroyer so he was nice, yeah. he, he did not enjoy it and i was like that's, what the fuck are you doing bringing just one giant model to a game <laughs> and a bunch of drones yeah yeah it was that was kind of fun because it 
his army felt douchey. Thanks for unlocking that memory. I forgot I played in that, but that was fun to just, I don't, I think that's the only game I won, but I just, I kicked the shit out of that game. <laughs> it was nice. Cause it was like, it was like, what are you doing? Come on. And there goes our clean rating. Yeah. yeah. Getting excited about, uh, about an old I, 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 that's one of the reasons I don't like tournaments is cause I don't like the other players. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I, well, get that's... It. I get it. They're trying to win. And, but I was like, I was like, come on. He comes and sets down a, a one mini on the table. That's the size of a toddler. Well, I mean, he lost every game, so don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's lesson I, learned. Hopefully, there are for plenty, him. I will say, you know, especially Dave, if you want to play more 40k, there are plenty of people at Midgard who are not douchey. I, I think part of my thing with with for, it's it's a time commitment for yeah. a two player game that's designed to be competitive. And as I get older, I'm a little less competitive. I think so. That's a good look back at 2023. Hopefully, in the future, uh, we'll we'll stay a little more current uh, so we could talk about kind of what we're doing uh, on a month-by-month basis rather than a a (laughs) year-long basis uh in fact hey if anybody wants to catch up on 2022 before we uh move out of this segment uh have at it it's it's been a while since we've uh we've sat down to record so there's any other memories that anybody wants to share uh (laughs) this is a good opportunity well i i have one it's oh you can go ahead dave Nope, you started. All right. It's from 2023, not 2022. But uh, I went to my, courtesy of Ian, my very first Dragon Con. Oh, yeah. Hey. He did that last year. Yeah, this should, did yeah, that. This should get mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all went except for Dave. For Ian, what was it? Your 50th birthday? My 50th birthday. You wanted everyone birthday. to go? Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. Justin Tucker. Yeah, I, bumped, I bumped into back. a few people I knew. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're in Atlanta, and Andy's like, I know that guy. And I, I hey, know that Andy. Guy. I know that guy. There was, there was the, I was like, this is just weird. It happened. Yeah, I saw times, people yeah. I knew there too. But Ian, how many, how many people go to that one? So you remember, it uh, pre-pandemic 2019 was the highest, and it was ninety thousand. They have since capped. Yeah, so it it, it peaked uh, in 2019 at ninety thousand. Pandemic. Uh, they post pandemic they've capped it i believe the new cap is sixty five thousand. so that's what it was uh this uh past year and uh, a big focus of it is cosplay and there were some tremendous costumes i i really like people watching um i find i think it's a lot of fun oh, that's the convention for it <laughs> inebriated and i mean just all the i there were so many cool costumes so much inventive stuff creative stuff it was just a, a, a lot of fun all around we had a run in with a J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> My favorite Just was there nice. was a guy, there was a guy uh, dressed up as Michael Myers, and he had a bush on wheels that he rolled around. And you'd ask for a picture <laughs> and set up the bush, stand behind it, and then peek out from behind the bush. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, I was yeah, really. It... Yep, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that was probably one of my favorite parts was just like getting a drink, which broke the bank, but, uh, and then getting a couple more drinks and then just standing around with Justin watching people. There were a couple nights me and Justin just kind of posted up like yeah. in different spots and just sat and watched. Well, it was intense. What's the name of the convention center, Ian? Or hotel well, or whatever the hell? Well, there's, there's the no, that's area. what's interesting is that it's over five host hotels. The kind of the, I would say the main one just, just because of the layout is the Marriott which has a, a giant like open atrium area with bars and then like a loft. And um, it's like an 80 story hotel and, and the elevators all go up this central bank. It's been used in a ton of movies. It's actually the TVA in Loki. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. And I was just really glad that you guys got to come and experience it. Amy went with me, Joel and uh, his wife and daughter were there. So yeah, 
And my wife even wants to go uh, this year. She was talking about costumes she might want to wear and stuff too. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and I'm I'm just glad you guys got to experience it because I've been going for so long. That was my 25th year going. So for you guys to actually go and experience it, I I really um I was really happy and grateful that you guys were able to do that. So Matt, did you have anything you wanted to mention? About I was going to say no. Like we get yeah we get to see some some fun talks that I went to with Justin. Uh, the the spaceship battle thing was hilarious. Yeah. Um, especially when we started picking on Joel during that. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, it was a panel where you could go and it was sort of like a, a bracket tournament between um, sci-fi spaceships and <laughs> people would vote for which ones they thought would, would win in a battle. And uh, yeah, Joel, Joel, got, <laughs> Joel got into that. Yeah, he was definitely animated and we were poking the bear as much as we could. That was a good call, Justin. Yeah, thanks for remembering that, Justin, too. Yeah. And the parade, too. I, I normally skip the parade because awesome, yeah. I've been going so often, but it was fun to see it, you know, with people that had never been. Yeah. They get like 120,000 people that are just not even at the convention that just come out because they close off the streets and it's a pretty big deal. They show it locally on TV. So it's become a pretty big thing. So, yeah, it was it was it was great. And like I said, I'm just very grateful that you guys made it and uh, we're able to to experience it, and there's some interest in going back from some of you. Oh yeah, all kinds of all kinds of exciting stuff at. Uh... <laughs> and well, I, I was going to um, just throw out like one of the reasons I've I liked when we were doing the show more consistently is because you know we we as a group one of the things that we do <laughs> whether it's good or bad I don't know we play so much crap like yeah I, I was just sure. looking like we played a Necromunda campaign we oh, played yeah. a ton of battle tech a bunch of us got into God. that well it's twenty two and twenty oh, okay. I mean, okay. twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three but I'm just saying like we've had we had a Necromunda run we had a BattleTech run Stargrave and Frostgrave run uh, Andy and I bought a game called Drowned Earth and never played it um, <laughs> we bought Red guys- Blade and never played it. Yeah, bought Relic Blade, painted it all up, never played it. I think did I we played play that. I played yeah, a I game with say, you at your house, Dave. Yeah, Ian and I, I got Ian to play like a little test game, but I barely knew what I was doing, so that was kind of tough. I bought a game called Don't Look Back, which was like a horror movie game. Remember we played that at um, Winter Retreat? Um, I since Did we actually it. play it there? I've never played that. I don't think we, we did. didn't play it, Dave. I think uh, we brought, never brought it, it, but we never played it. Yeah. I'll still try um, I sold it. Uh, yeah, he's told that well, already. Could you give me the name and address of the person that bought it? Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, you can buy it at Adepticon. That's where he got it. We're going. No, I want to play with whoever has Dave's copy. <laughs> I know. Well, you talked about the wrestling game, Rumble Slam, Rumble, Rumble Slam, Slam. But I, I yeah, just, your your RPG. Yeah, real quick. I played in a in a there's a <laughs> great wrestling RPG called Worldwide Wrestling, and I played in about an eight session one uh, with my buddy, a different Matt. And, and his gaming group and it was unbelievably fun so um <laughs> if you like wrestling and you like rpgs it's a no-brainer that worldwide wrestling it is unbelievably fun yeah well because it anyway, uses so that, and that was my whole point is just to say i think you know we, we look at the last two years and it's like yeah we're just kind of normal gamers but we do we do like dip our toe into a ton of stuff and i think it's fun to talk about so uh, i mean there's yeah, lots of cool yeah. board games we played too like but it's hard to remember them all you know what i mean Monthly yeah. in 2024. That's our that's our goal for yeah, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of 2024, good segue. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about like what are the things that either we're kind of most looking forward to or 2024 or kind of resolutions we we have a tendency usually towards year end or beginning of year when we used to record talking about the things we're kind of most looking forward to kind of resolutions that we've made. Let's go in reverse order from the last segment. So we'll start, we'll start with you, Dave. 
So I would say I've been, my latest craze that I've been bitten really, really hard with is the Legion Imperialis, which is um, Games Workshop's new iteration of a epic scale game. So it's it's eight millimeter. It's in the 30K universe. So it does suffer from one thing that I really don't like, which is when a game system only has two armies. So it's just Space Marines and Solar Auxilia. But... I do think like there there are a lot of variations into how you can build it and you can trick out some stuff with trader legions and I'm sure they'll they'll roll out some more stuff to make it interesting but if you ever played Aeronautica Imperialis which was the the their plane uh, bombers and fighters kind of game or uh, Deptus Titanicus which was all the titans those are all compatible now so I built a whole solar auxilia army and had a lot of fun doing that. And I had so much fun that I was like, okay, I need to go back. And now I'm building a space Marine army uh, salamanders, of course, cause that's my favorite. And I've got some terrain and uh, I just like, I, I've been having an absolute blast. Uh, I've only played one game with, uh, with our buddy Craig and we had a lot of fun, but I'm trying to get a game with um, Rafe on the books. And then I think uh, Ian said that he was interested in playing. I know Matt, you know, Matt's had his stuff for like six months, hasn't been able to put it together yet. But um, he's clipped all stuff Matt right do in the last six months. <laughs> Bought a house, not doing Legion Imperials. It's true. But yeah, no. So that's I, for me, like I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, at least every once in a while you guys will want to play. But if not like that, that's probably something that'll draw me into some other game stores just to try it because it, it, it was really fun. So I want to try it maybe yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, that's one of those ones where I'll I'll be more than happy to kind of watch. I think the models look cool, but the the scale the scale doesn't kind of do that much for me. And then, like Dave said, and Matt, I don't know if you know any more about it. Just like the fact that it's it is kind of kind of a limited set of you know factions for like. Well, yeah, better. I mean it's it's Horus Heresy or just like their Horus Heresy game, so it's. Marines, Solar Julia, I'm sure they'll do Mechanicus at some point, and then you can the next book is supposed to have like you can play all night or Titan armies. So how do they do that then? Like who are the like the when you get the Marines, are you doing the Trader Legions then at that point? So every chapter of the original 18 have they all have their own special rules. Okay. So you just, you know, you you paint them whatever one you want, and then those are the special rules you use. Okay, because yeah, so there's, do... there's no traders yet, right? Like well, they, but in this time frame, they all have that same armor that the models come in. That's just that's what they have. What right, they right. said, what they have said when they announced it is any units that are available for Horus Heresy, assuming the game does well, will be available in Legion Imperialis. So every chapter has their own special units in the game in Horus Heresy, uh, and eventually, so theoretically, those will get to Legion Imperialis at some point. Speaking of Thousand Suns, Dave, if you hook me and I jump in, I'll paint the old school uh, red Thousand Suns armor. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was wondering, Matt. So, like, that's the idea. Like, you could play Word Bearers or. Yeah, exactly. And know. then, they, like I said, they have their own special rules and eventually they'll get their own special units, right? Um, and finally, the Salamanders have a good rule, which oh, is. Do they? Which yeah, is so, cares. like, when they. Oh. Uh-huh. Some some of them are really really bad. Like yeah. I, I was reading them and I'm like I don't even know how it's functional. Like like I, I can't remember who it is, but they if they kill a leader, then any unit within like three to six inches or something takes like D four wounds or D three wounds. And it's like in in my solar auxiliary list, I have two leaders, so it's like 
What are the chances that's going to happen? And it gives you two little things. Salamanders, anytime you go to take a break check or a leadership test, usually roll one die and I get to roll an extra die and get rid of get rid of it. So it's like all my yeah. break checks, I'm almost unbreakable. Nice. And I was I, like, yeah, I mean, they're not the, the every chapter's rules aren't bad, but obviously there's some that are better than others. I mean, but the thing to remember, though, is like you were saying, if you kill a leader, you know, nearby units, I'll take D whatever D three wounds tanks in this game are one wound. So you could take out three tanks in a unit that's nearby. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Cool. That's a, that's a good one. I don't remember who went before Dave, if it was Matt or Justin. <laughs> I think it was so Matt. One of you, yeah, it's probably Matt. We'll go with Matt, Matt. <laughs> so my, my, uh, one of my goals for this or two of my goals for this year is to get armies painted for every game. And also, uh, cut down on all the the crap i have so i'm looking i signed up for a legion imperialis event at adepticon so i have to paint an army for that and i also just last week played a game of the old world and that was uh very nostalgic and fun what so army did you play playing right uh Bertonians. okay so you, did, did you have models or did you get one of the new boxes uh they sent me a preview copy of the box set but the box nice. set except for one model is all old models anyway right they're just reboxed old right kids. right right just re-raising. yeah, yeah. I, I meant i'm yeah i guess what i meant was like was it models that you had or oh new, no no i have my release of old models <laughs> my undead army is is somewhere but yeah they i put together the some bretonians and it was a uh, it was yeah. a lot of fun i know ian and, and dave you have played warhammer fantasy before it is a much improved rule set over the nice i played a lot that was my deck a deck of jam i was yeah like I was much more competitive in fantasy than I was in 40k. So I, I like, uh, like magic is, is not, is still there, but not as ridiculously powerful as it was in some editions. And nobody, it's really hard to just break and run away and get run down in combat now, which, you know, used to, used to happen all the time. And so, so, and it's, it's low unit count. I know there's a lot of models in the units, but it seemed to me like the little I've watched, it's, it's kind of lower unit count, right? Yeah, there's, you don't armies. you don't have a lot of a lot of units. It depends on what, like obviously if you're playing goblins, you're gonna have a tons of guys, right? But right, uh, right. It, it depends on the army you play. And what a lot of places have out there, which is great, is they have like conversion trays because every the smallest base size used to be twenty millimeter squares. Now the smallest base size is twenty five millimeter squares. So. There are 3D printable or purchasable movement trays that you can put your 20 millimeter squares into to make them the right size. For me, just Sigmar. Or you can take, well, if you have like your skeletons are all on 20 millimeter basis, but if you have, there's trays you can put those in so that they, the, the size of the unit is now correct. Um, yeah, but they're all right because it's stupid age of Sigmar. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's but also, I mean. well, they, yeah, like your Skaven and stuff, right? They have yeah. trays that you can put your round bases into that make them also the correct size for um, Warhammer of the Old World. And the the mini Wargaming team has like done every base those. size possible. I bought them. I'm, I'm going to print some tomorrow. Oh, you bought the I'll have to take a look because I don't, I don't know. My problem is, is like I bought, I did buy a bunch of orcs for Age of Sigmar. And yeah. I do have a some kings of. I have a ton of goblins from kings of yeah. uh, kings yeah. of war. So I, I'll take a look. Um, that does pique my geek um, <laughs> a bit. I mean, I'm, it's in my opinion, fantasy has always been one of the best looking games on the table. 
right? Because it's yeah, big, there's something fun about just moving those dudes. Yeah, just moving those trays of dudes. Monsters and war machines and stuff. Um, Ian, a side question. Did you buy just the conversion packs or the regular trays as well? I bought whatever their $15 set was. All right, so you probably bought the conversion ones. I'll buy the regular ones because uh, I need some printed. And you can print oh. them too if you want. Right. Like we can just share them, whatever. But anyway, gonna, it's funny because I, I, I'm sometimes my brain just doesn't work. Um, in a, I don't even know if it's a mathematical way or way, whatever way. But I was like, I was like, oh man, these it's gonna. I mean, they're gonna print quickly because they're um, mm-hmm. you know, they're not very tall. But I gotta clean the plate and blah blah blah. And and Will, our buddy Will, was like, uh, you print them vertically, you dipshit, and you can. Print like six at a yeah, time. Yeah, tons at a time. And I was yeah. like, oh, you got to support well, and, them. And, but it does work that way. So, And like the nice thing is too, is like they are releasing, re-releasing the old Orcs and Goblins miniatures. But if you buy those trays, like They're next, and actually. you have Orcs, I have tons of Goblins because I have uh, Gloom Spite Gits, which is the Goblin Army and Aegis Sigmar. I just use those conversion trays and I'm good to go. Yeah. Yep. I'll next. check it out. They're next. Cool. Stino, what about you? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm looking forward to, uh, Dragon Con 2024, but we already talked about Dragon Con a little bit, so I'll skip it and I'll go to Adepticon, which is coming up soon. Uh, last year I had a lot of fun. Um, uh, it was just a really good time. <laughs> Gotta get your plane ticket, son. Grinder. Grinder. But what I'm most, yep, most looking forward to Andy did last year and I missed out on is the Battletech Grinder. <laughs> which Andy, do you want to explain a little bit? I little call bit it the Battletech Hoagie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Battletech submarine. Um, so it, it's, it's just, a the idea that you get to walk up to the table with a low level mech. Do we have to and... bring our own mechs? No, no. Okay. Nope. You don't bring, you don't bring anything but a positive attitude. Um, <laughs> uh, so you roll up to the table, they give you a laminated sheet and a mech. It's. So they're all kind of pre-built out. You don't have to worry about it. They give you dice too. Uh, You sit down at a table, bunch of other players. uh, They use a deck of cards for initiative. You go, and it's kind of a battle royale, right? If you kill a mech, then you get one of their salvage packs, right? So you you get a mech to take home. If you die... You go turn in your dead mech and they give you the next level mech up. And I think it goes, I think there's six levels. I think you start with orange and get all the way up to like red or black or something. You get like, like a that. cool little dog tag or something. Right? Yeah. Well, each time you die, yes, they give you a little dog tag uh, to let you know that like, so if you do leave and come back, they, they know which kind of one to give you, but they have it, they have it so well organized and it was, and it's just so much fun. But it does. It, it's it's going to take you progressively longer, right? Because it, once you're on that third level mech and everybody else has third level mechs, it takes a little bit longer for, for people to die. When I was playing, there was one guy that came back from the previous day who, who had the highest tier mech, right? So he is like at least two or three tiers higher than some of the rest of us. He just sat in the middle uh, and would turn <laughs> and shoot at people, but he, he didn't care. Like he was like, he was letting people kind of come in and try to take them out. So then it became this whole thing of like, who's going to get that last, that last kill on them. But yeah, it was, it was, I played for just about eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was maybe a little longer. 
It was fun. I mean, I'm glad that you were having a good time. And we talked about it on the Lost Adepticon episode from last year, which we actually recorded but never released. But I felt like a parent with Andy because we, yeah. like, like we had left him at you the playground. Yeah, he's like, Lunch time, buddy. He's like, I'm playing with my friends. <laughs> we'll bring you back some pizza. You did. You did bring me back some pizza, which yeah. was much needed. Well, you also needed the car keys that I had too. So <laughs> yes, but, not, but so it was I more like the dad at the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're all signed up this year, I think. Yep. Yeah, so I didn't buy a specific time slot, but it's so undersold that I know when we go to play, I can just show up and, and yeah, because they have tables and tables. There, well, yeah, I, yeah. when I was looking even last week, it's like tickets sold eight out of sixty four. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's, all, it's because it's but because weird. a lot of people show up at different times just to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird too because I don't remember them doing it like that last year. But no, you paid for the whole day once. But anyway, yeah. we can yeah. totally game the system, guys. We can. No, no, I will not <laughs> you guys if we're gonna do that. I, I it's gonna be cutthroat. <laughs> it's yeah, cutthroat, having fun. How long? Who will be the first person to get annoyed and go play with somebody else? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to a different table. Yeah, that's cool, Justin. Yeah, uh, Depticon is coming up. I'm definitely looking forward to that yeah. as well. And what robot about you, Ian? <laughs> what was that? Robot, robot sushi. sushi. Oh yeah, robo sushi. Can't wait for that. Uh, so my, I'm going to kind of cheat here because one of the things I'm looking forward to will actually be in 2025, but I just went to it in 2024. And that was the very first Philadelphia area gaming expo or page took place the first weekend in January. A it's a guy that runs a couple of Facebook groups that I like. One's an auction site for old RPGs and one is a trade site for RPGs. And so he started this up. His name's uh, Ron Meischer, I think, something like that. Sorry, I probably butchered it. But I was like, oh, this looks cool. I'll support this. Our friends uh, Jericho and Adam said they would go with me. So we drove down. It was about six hours, so not not bad at all. And I ran two sessions of the old West End game, Star Wars D6, which was a ton of fun. Had really good players. They were just having a great time and really into it and, and just really positive and I, I couldn't have asked for better players. They were they were so much fun. And then on Saturday night, I ran a session of the Worldwide Wrestling RPG, the uh, inaugural Philly Cheesequake, and I had uh, I had five people for that. And again, great, just great attitudes there to have fun. And it was um, I don't know, it was it was just so fun. It was it was very old school. They just announced the attendance was just shy of twelve hundred, so I thought that was great for the first show. And they've already announced the dates for next year. There was an awesome game auction that <laughs> Jericho, he didn't spend that much money, but he left with a pile of games because there were, there was just stuff that people didn't want. And he was getting them for like five bucks. So ton of fun, very old school, great vendor area. And uh, I hope some of you guys will come with me next year because I'm, I'm definitely going again. I thought it was great. Yeah, that's tough. It's uh, putting it in January because that means January, February, March. I've got stuff. So that's awesome. It's winter. You 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 want stuff to do? Yeah, I was gonna say I'm in. I'm I got a ski pass. I knew Dave was in at the once. I was at the auction. And I was like, Dave, auction. <laughs> look at all this stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I knew Dave was in for that. They're moving it to MLK weekend uh, for next year. Mm, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. No, they've already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm definitely going back. I I really enjoyed it. And are we, am I talking about everything? Yeah, for me? go for it. Okay. I just had one other thing and I, that was, I, um, I kind of want to embrace the, the non GW game makers a little more. I want to lean into some more, um, maybe some, I, I I'm hoping Dave's going to run mutant crawl classics. Yeah. I would love to play dungeon crawl classics. 
some more Mantic games, more Stargrave and Frostgrave. So I'd like to kind of lean into the the smaller publishers a little more this year. Well, I'm going to hop on that and say Mantic is coming out with their own Epic, which yes, uh, obviously we're very friendly with Mantic Pat. So he was telling me he's he's been you know starting to look at that. And uh, he'll have some, I think he'll have some pre, I don't think it's just preview information. I don't think it's out yet, but excited to see him at Adepticon to see what that's about. Cause I do really like the scale and if they've done a nice job that that's, you know, Mantic's always a, a fun, you know, usually a fun lighter version uh, of a game. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they've done in that scale. Yeah. And solid rule sets, all their rule sets. I've really enjoyed. I really liked um, dead zone and, and a lot of their other stuff. So I'm, I'm excited to check that one out too. Yeah. For, for me, 2024 is, is it, it's really two things. Like it's less is more. And now I have a tendency to collect, right? So I collect, but then I don't, I don't do anything with it. I want to, like Matt said too, like it's kind of going through some of my old stuff. Right. So like I, I finished assembling some of my Star Wars Legion models because my son Owen will play that with me, right? And rather than assembling them and just putting them back in a box, I put them up on one of my shelves. They're right there. I can get them. I can I can play with them when I when I want to. And similar to Ian with that idea of the smaller smaller publisher, my other big thing is more model agnostic mini games. I. I really had a lot of fun with Stargrave and Frostgrave. Me and Dave also signed up for at Adepticon something called Space Station Zero, which potentially, depending on what we're doing one of these Tuesday nights, I think would be a really fun one to play because it is it's scenario driven, so you can you can play it solo, you can play it head to head, but it's it's all it's all d12s right and it it's got a really really simple system but for me it's going to be more about those and i have i have these other osprey books and games too like i have a, a zombie one so for me like i i'm having more fun just kind of not focusing on a, a particular publisher but kind of getting into some of those games out there that are you know a little bit more kind of model agnostic and, and getting to play play with some of those minis that i have and stuff so definitely looking forward to that and yeah and i know you guys were kind of excited about some of the the video games and stuff but my big thing is uh, uh, doing more assembly and painting one thing from 2023 that i really got into was the speed paints making my life just a thousand times easier to to get paints on and it helped me a lot during D and getting those models painted and just having a lot of fun doing a couple models at a time i, I wanted to say something about that actually because it was funny one of my one of my things about uh the last year like when we we're talking about the last year is i think contrast paints and speed paints have changed the hobby tremendously because i've seen so many more i think just in our little group so many more painted armies but even like the facebook groups that i belong to and like just like you don't have to be an amazing painter you can you can be a crappy painter and still get decent results so that you can sit down at a table and give everybody more enjoyment i think thanks that's dave a huge change. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm in You're that group absolutely yeah. me too i'll uh i'll kind of bump off that as well Ouch. in that like my my well i was talking about myself my main army has been a gene stealer cults army and in like a 2000 point game i have 100 uh, of course it depends on the list but normally 130 troops and I mean, contest feels like paints, more. It does. <laughs> you just zip through, and I've got most of them done, like ninety-five percent of the way. 
because you can just zip line, line them up, zip right through with contrast paints, and it's so quick and easy. Uh, the other thing I want to try, I'm going to push for, especially in this group, a little bit more, is more RPGs. Mutant whether Crawl it's D- Classics. Whether yeah. it's D&D, Mutant Crawl Classics, I really want to do something from this, uh, the Cypher system, whether it's Numenera or an actual Cypher game. That, to me, just, uh, that's that's the type of kind of game system that I really like. like Because I like the storytelling and the prep element of it more than like trying to outthink the players. So, those systems are really all about kind of giving giving the players kind of the, the best game that they can have. But one of the things I'm really excited about is something that involves Dave as well. I don't think we've told you guys yet. So Dave and I have sons that are the same age, and they do, once a week, they do an after-school D&D program. So they're, you know, there's a, a group of kids that get together after school, and they do D&D. The teacher that runs the program reached out last week because they have so many kids this year that they need more adult volunteers to kind of help so me and dave are going to start helping out with this after school D &D program so that's like i'm actually really really excited to kind of be able to do that um that's awesome and and do that yeah so dave's actually gonna run probably gonna take over the session that Owen and Dexter are in. I, I don't. I'm not sure what I'm doing yet, but yeah. The the like I said, we're that's something that I, I don't know how excited about it. Dave is like I'm super excited about it, as you can probably tell. Yeah, I think that should be, be fun. fun. Yeah, that sounds great. I, yeah, I think there's a lot of great things coming in 2024. It's going to be great to be able to record a little bit more frequently. We've got some ideas out there for things we want to kind of focus in on in terms of the show as we move in. Our plan going forward is to try to record once a month, get it out there. We'll put it on a, as many different kind of platforms as we can. So as more shows come out, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, more about that. But it's great to be back. Uh, I love doing these shows with this group. And hopefully, you know, there'll be people out there listening that uh enjoy what we're doing as well any last thoughts from you guys thank you ian thank you andy <laughs> thank you justin and thank you matthew no thanks, thanks for dave <laughs> thank you dave. nope nope <laughs> it's nice to be back you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right until next time everybody hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you again in the future I'm Jimmy Carboni from Carboni and Sons Pest Removal, and I'm here to talk to you about a growing problem, nerds in the workplace. All over this country, nerds are invading our offices. They're at our water coolers. Did you guys see Battlestock last last night? That was so awesome. In our cafeterias. Would you like to borrow my copy of Watchmen? It's actually a deep social commentary on the paranoia of the past. And even at our holiday parties. <laughs> you know, uh, on Yugi home planet of Kashyyyk, they actually celebrate life day. <laughs> so if you want these pests gone, call Carboni and Sons Pest Removal at 555-NO-NERDS. That's 555-N-O-N-E-R-D-S-S. Leave the last S off for savings. Tell us you heard this ad on Nerd Herders and get an extra 2% off your bill. <laughs>